Good morning, Scott. This is Stephen Curtis Chapman calling you. Hi, Scott. I'm Michael Speed. How are you? Hi, Scott. This is Hillary Scott. Hey, Scott. David Kenneman from Bonham. Hi, this is David Glee from uh, Hillsong Worship. How are you? Scott, it's Toby, man. What's up? Hey, Scott. This is Blake. My name's Favor. That was just a great interview. I love listening to your interviews, Scott. You really get personal with them, and that's just that's too cool. Start your day with Scott. Weekday mornings on SOS Radio. It's Toby Max release day. It's on the show right now on SOS Radio. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Scott. What's happening, man? So you have a couple of college-age kids, a couple in high school. I mean, does the back-to-school season just turn your whole family schedule just totally on its head this week? Yeah, and then I happen to be releasing a record the week of back-to-school, so it's, <laughs> it's rocking pretty hard at the McKeon household. Why do you let your marketing people do that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's just things you don't think of, man. Well, first of all, they're in 10th and 11th grade. Those knuckleheads should be able to wake up for themselves by now. Why do I got to get up with them? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I actually am cherishing waking up with him. Like I, I really am. Like I, I get up every morning with him. I'm not saying I don't go back to bed, but I do wake up with him and get him off. <laughs> it's like, guys, I've taught you how to make breakfast. Come on. <laughs> they got to have dad's classic peanut butter and honey toast, man. I got that dialed. Peanut butter and honey toast. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll tell you what. Toby Mac's new album releasing today, and he is on the phone. It's called Life After Death. And obviously, your family has lived through a really rough season these last couple of years, Toby. Yeah, man. I didn't even know if I would write songs again, honestly. I mean, I I didn't know what else to do, so I, I kind of wrote 21 Years. The first song I wrote, I was like, I'm not writing a song. I'm writing a tribute. I'm honoring my boy, my son, and I'm writing this song 21 Years. So I just did that. And then after that, I wrote a song called Everything About You. It was my daughter just trying to, like, love her through this, help her walk through it. I still hadn't taken a write. It had been six months, and I hadn't taken a writing session. I just didn't think I would be able to, uh, much less write something up-tempo. But, you know, what I found, man, is in the darkest, hardest valley, God is still there right beside you, and he's, he's been kind to me. Downloading. Downloading audio. Nonstop. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. We're talking about healing when we have serious loss that we're working through. And we're talking with Toby Mack today at SOS Radio. And obviously, losing a son, it rocks a lot of things personally for you. But a lot of the stats say it strains marriages as well. So, how did you and your wife, Amanda, navigate that when you want to have togetherness, but you're individually grieving? And at the same time, you're grieving for your kids and with your kids. Yeah. And you sound like you, you know exactly what's going on, uh, Scott. Um, fortunately, um, Amanda and I, and there's a lot of things we committed to, but one of them was looking each other in the eyes and looking our kids in the eyes together. So, I mean, in, in some ways, I know this sounds kind of weird, but COVID was our friend in this way because we, we had home church and we sat in a sort of a circle in our living room and we got to look at it. And rather than some a youth pastor or something, which I appreciate all youth pastors out there, because I wouldn't be a Christian if it wasn't for one. But rather than have him up there teaching my kids, I'm sitting in a circle at the fireplace, looking them in the eyes, talking to them, trying my best to just, like, get them through this. But it was it was kind of a gift because it gave us that time of togetherness. 
I know a lot of times there's so many things that are pushing back on culture with our kids and we want to spiritually nurture our kids and we want to teach our kids. And sometimes you feel like they're just sort of checked out. They're doing all their other things. It's like everything else is grabbing their attention. What have you found to be one of the centers to actually grab your kids to engage them, to want to learn more about God? Man, that's a, that's an incredibly tough thing to do. I agree with you exactly. Everything you said, it's really, really hard. They're moving fast, and then they're moving fast on their phones, and it's difficult to even get them to look up and think of when something's moving as fast as TikTok, then all of a sudden you're talking about a God that was the God of uh, ancient Israel and is the God of us today. How, how can that even compete? How can it compare? Trust me, my wife and I have these conversations all the time. The only thing I've learned along the way is is to just stop and listen to them as much as you can and just kind of try to listen, try to relate. But I mean, I know that's so, that's so hard, man. It's so hard. My father-in-law always said the greatest gift you could give your kids is love your wife. That's the greatest gift you could give your kids. So I try to do that. And Amanda and I, I didn't quite answer your last question. Amanda and I are doing incredibly well. Thank you for asking. We, uh, I'm so grateful for, for her being such a strong uh, lover of God. It, it's, it's made me love him more, but this whole thing, has made me slow down and, and try to experience facets of God I've never experienced before. It, I had to. I had to do it. It was the only way. We're talking with Toby Mack today at SWS Radio and his new album, Life After Death, just released today. I think it was John Lennon who said some of the greatest art always comes out of pain. And it's unfortunate that that's the space that we get in sometimes, but... When we're abiding in God, when we're seeking God, when we have no other option than to go, God, I don't understand what is up right now, but You're right. I'm seeing You're right. the little bits of your faithfulness. I'm seeing the little bits of your goodness. I'm seeing these little things that are starting to make sense, even though I'm going through so much pain. I mean, there's a song on this new album called Faithfully that I feel like speaks right into the space of, of where I would hope I would be. Mm if I was just going through the kind of pain that you and your wife went through. It's like, God, I, I know you're doing something. I don't see it, but in a lot of ways, I'm seeing how you've been faithful. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that song, dude, because that's the most honest, like, that was the first song where I walked in, took a writing session. It's the first, kind of my first professional act after Truett Pass, and it was months later. But I walk in the studio, and even as I was driving there, I'm like, what am I doing? My son is gone. I'm going to go write a song. I'm going to go take a session like nothing happened like it was before. And I kind of just, I walked in, and I didn't even know what I was going to write. I kind of told God, like, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to see if you're with me. And that song, I didn't, I don't even know if I believed what I wrote at the moment. But I was just kind of taking my first stab at trusting him again that's where faithfully came from it's some of my favorite lyrics on the record and one is i may never be the same man but i'm a man who still believes and that was me trying to almost speak trust or faith into existence back in my life we're talking to Toby Mack on SOS Radio, seven-time Grammy winner. It's funny when you think about all the awards and accolades and then tragedy hits your life and you're like, okay, I'm starting fresh in my whole perspective on writing and music. And Some people look at music as therapy, but it sounds like it didn't feel like that for you for the first few months. No, it, I wouldn't look into music, that's for sure. <laughs> I hate to say that. Uh, 
did. I, I, I wrote songs, but they were, I wrote 21 years as a tribute, and I wrote the second song, really thinking that writing with my daughter would help her with this grief, with this pain, to process it. And I wrote a song called Everything About You with her at the piano. And uh, I really just did it as almost therapy for her, for father-daughter time. And it ended up being this beautiful song that she sang so well. I imagine, obviously, you're going through and a lot of lament on these things as you're writing the first few songs. But then you get to a spot where you start to see God's goodness again. You start to see the light. And I know we've been playing the song that you wrote with Blessing Offer. But what sort of shifted? And you say, okay, now I'm starting to see the goodness in my life again. Because we felt like everything was going great three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I always say I write songs from the things I experience in life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's just most of it was good up to then. So I was writing songs from good, from the good, from the good things. It was golden. Uh, and then this hits. And yeah, I think when I started rounding a little bit of a corner was when I read the scripture. It's nothing's ever spoken to me so deeply. I was reading the Bible in a year, but I was on my second year of reading it because I hadn't gotten through it. Um, but trying to read it in a year, and I would happen to be in kind of the Psalms, Isaiah realm went through it past. And when I read those words that said, God is rolling up his sleeves, I was like, oh, wow, what imagery. I started imagining God rolling up his sleeves on my behalf. And then I wrote the song, Help Us on the Way, which wasn't joyful, but there was some promise in it. There's some hope in it. And it was more brewing and intense than joyful. Uh, and then months after that, I uh, wrote on a napkin. <laughs> One day I was just writing lyrics, trying to think of songs to write and what was going on inside of me. And I wrote, you're still the goodness in my life. And that's that's where this song of goodness came from. But it, it took me a year to a year and a half to be able to write that song. <laughs> 